Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, many people are forecasting where interest rates are possibly going to. And for more details, we are joined in conversation soon by Shima Saar, the Managing Director and Chief Strategist for Principal Asset Management. Principal Asset Management is the investment management arm of the principal financial firm, a Fortune 300 company headquartered in the US with over $1.5 trillion in assets under administration in over 80 markets. Seema oversees global market strategy and advises investment staff across the firm in making economically sound asset allocation calls and is responsible for the creation of global economic macro and secular event research. And she joins us uh, via Zoom. Uh, we know how busy you are, so we do appreciate your time, Seema. Thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Great to be on. It's great to have you here. What, what brings you to, uh, to Dubai on this occasion? Uh, I'm doing a two-day kind of series of a lot of client events, speaking to investors over here. Uh, and uh, I'm here, I'm actually talking geopolitics and macro strategy at the moment. When it comes to, to investments, over the next 12 months, what sort of investments, particularly in the UAE, are most investors or clients look, looking to, to put their money in? So I think the overriding theme that we're seeing, and not just in the Middle East, but actually you're seeing this across the globe with investors, is that because you have a fairly constructive investment environment ahead of you, uh, you know, we see slowing global growth, but not particularly negative growth. Uh, very strong growth in the US, certainly. Um, and then you're coupling that with a global monetary easing cycle. That is typically a very, very strong backdrop for risk assets. So you're now seeing that after having put a ton of money into safe assets like money market funds last year, even the Magnificent Seven, you're starting to see investors think about where else they can deploy that cash um, into areas that we think actually this year could have fairly strong positive returns in a way that they didn't last year. And what are some of those areas? So a couple of them, I mean, generally speaking, equity should do well in this environment. We actually think that the US equity market is still going to be a very strong performer. But unlike last year, where it was simply lifted by the Magnificent Seven, this year you start to see a broadening out of that rally. So think stuff like small cap, mid cap that do well when there's a Fed rate uh, cutting cycle, but you've also got a strong expansion. If you think about invest and uh, fixed income, then thinking about higher quality stuff. So things that will still do well, even as, a slow, as the economy slows, uh, but that growth environment means that you can get a bit of a pickup in yield. And then finally, the other thing that actually has to be, I think, top of the agenda for a lot of investors out here is, you know, the inflation dynamics have improved. And certainly we do see 
Um, as I said before, this is going to be an environment where the global central banks can ease. But if you're looking out over four or five years, the geopolitical tensions, the supply chain issues, all of those are suggesting us that inflation is not going to go back down to where it was maybe 10, 15 years ago. So actually, it's still really important to have inflation mitigation in your portfolio. So really thinking about real assets um, and how to have that diversification with inflation protection within portfolios. Certainly for most consumers post-COVID, they're dealing with the rather large levels of inflation, as you said, compared to 10, 15 years ago. Uh, do you think that most, I mean, most people when they're doing the household budget should be prepared that these levels of inflation are now just the new normal? So I think there's two aspects of it. I think the inflation levels, um, they have come down and we're not expecting them to surge to anything like they were two years ago or so. So this is a better environment for them. The other thing is that for consumers is fine. They, they may well be looking at higher mortgage costs with higher rates, et cetera. But actually the extra income that they have in their wallet just from the back of food costs having come down and energy costs having come down in a lot of parts of the world, it doesn't actually mean that consumers are a lot more resilient than I think many people are anticipating um, even just a quarter or so ago. So I think actually for consumers, things are looking a little bit better than they were. Many people are talking about the comments from the Fed Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell. Uh, he said that to interest rates, it's not likely to happen a lowering in March, uh, but it will happen slower than Wall Street, Wall Street expects it to. What's been, in your experience, the reaction to the market to those comments? So look, we came into 2024 with markets really anticipating this perfect scenario of um, still strong growth and very, very aggressive rate cuts. And we have to remember that historically, you've only seen those kind of six or seven rate cuts that the market has been expecting when it's been times of recession. So something has been disconnected. And it's now in the first half of the year that the market is starting to come around, really listen to the Fed and looking at what the macro backdrop is. And rightfully so, is now starting to pull back on some of those expectations. Um, certainly for us, we're expecting the first cut to come in either May or June. And we're only expecting three or four rate cuts this year. So it's meaningfully less than where the market started at the beginning of the year. Inevitably, what that does, it brings bond market volatility and it probably creates a bit of a setback for equities in the near term. right? But the way that investors should think about this is once you get your rate cutting cycle going and provided it's not accompanied by a recession, that is a good environment for risk assets. So any kind of pullbacks in the first part of the year with that volatility should actually be opportunities to increase your exposure to equities, credit, any of those risk assets. So I think that is really key. You know, take this as looking at it as a long term game rather than just a short term day to day volatility. Um, in other news, we've seen Chinese stocks have had quite a big rally uh, this morning, some of their biggest in uh, in years. Uh, the country's sovereign wealth fund has said it's going to step up buying shares. And uh, the market looks to have reacted quite positively to this news today. Yes, it's. Uh, I think it's, it, it's clearly it's good news. Uh, we are still yet to be convinced that this is going to be a sustained rally, so something which lasts for longer than just the next week or so. And the reason is, is that what they're doing is they're putting a floor onto the market, right? Maybe they're giving a little bit more confidence to investors, but ultimately they're not going to the heart of China's problems, which is a lack of animal spirits. Your consumers, households still feeling really unsure about what is in store for them, and mainly because the property market is struggling. So until you actually get policymakers stepping in and with sizable targeted fiscal stimulus, um, until then, I don't think there's enough um, evidence yet that would convince us to really improve our China investment outlook. And the other thing I should say as well is that China, the other key concern for China is that it has uh, deflation. So every time the PBOC is cutting rates with their monetary stimulus, it's simply not getting through to the economy because of deflation. So they need to fix those aspects of it if they want the various policies that they're, that they're trying to do um, to have a sustained positive impact on the market. 
Seema, you're here in the in Dubai in the UAE where you're here doing a, a raft of discussions on, on the current market and also the geopolitical landscape of uh, 2024. Um, what is it that many investors find attractive about the UAE, but also what are some of their concerns uh, that you're hearing about why people may still be reluctant to invest in this part of the world? So I think the positive thing is just the kind of the level of returns that you can get in the Middle East in ways that you can't get in a lot of other parts of the world. The key concern that for investors, um, I think in the Middle East, but actually again, equally across a lot of parts of the world, is just that this year is a year of elections. Right, you look at it, there's more than, I think, about 50% of the world population is living in a country which is going to have an election. And put on top of that, a lot of the geopolitical tensions which are brewing everywhere. And I think that is top of mind for investors. Um, they want to understand how is that going to impact their portfolio? Should they be trying to position for it? How should they protect themselves? Um, and there's a lot of um, dynamics that we need to be keeping on top of. But also it's important for investors to remember that really the thing that drives markets on a sustained basis is going to be fundamentals. It's going to be growth, it's going to be inflation, and it's interest rates. The geopolitics typically doesn't have a sustained market impact, so nothing longer than two weeks. Um, but I think it's I think investors need to hear that, and that's really been the key focus point for us. Yeah, and I think that obviously, you know, present when you have that confidence, it's only going to affect the markets for a couple of weeks. Therefore, it does lend itself to being a a far more a far more attractive investment. Uh, Sima, we know how busy you are for your time here. We do want to appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much for joining us and just giving us a, a brief insight on your current view on some of the investment strategies that you're working on over the next 12 months. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.